At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. listening to 105.9 FM The Radiator W O M M L P Burlington and now begins Rocket Shop Radio Hour. I'm your host Abby BK and tonight we have Dylan Patrick Ward. How are you doing Dylan? Doing great. Thank you. And um, we usually like to kick off the show with a song, so go ahead and play your first song for us. Sure. Uh, this is a song called Little Green Men. Green Men, how did these ideas come to you? Um, that specific one, I was just trying to write about a certain kind of character. Um, a lot of friends of mine and people that I know are sort of that character. They're like in their late 20s, early 30s, and uh, a lot of those realities of their life are true. They don't have a lot of money, and uh, they're kind of aimless in life. But I was trying to write the song, and it, it, it wasn't really clicking until I added the part that the guy uh, pinned the song is also really into aliens and believes in aliens and UFOs and that that 
uh, gives some kind of meaning to his life. So gotcha. just kind of helped it click. Yeah. So there's a definite sort of like storytelling element to your music and the concepts behind the songs. Is there sort of a story behind your own storytelling process? Yeah. Um, when I was a little kid, I liked to write stories and I wanted to be a fiction writer for a little while when I was first got out of college. But uh, songs were sort of easier for me to write and it was a medium that worked better for me and made more sense. But I always wanted to be in some kind of storytelling medium. Do you kind of find the, <clears throat> excuse me, the themes that are like were prevalent when you were younger sort of have stuck around? Or do you think, because sort of like the fantasy element, I guess, with like aliens. Yeah. Yeah. I guess kind of the weird cartoony aspects of what I do is definitely probably influenced by things that I was into as a kid. Awesome. Well, we also were kind of dying to know, can you tell us about the Dirty South? Yeah. Um, so I'm from Bellows Falls, Vermont, which is in the south, southern part of the state. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, the Dirty South is, I think it was originally a hip-hop terminology for, for a certain kind of hip-hop that came from, I think, Texas or maybe Memphis. And uh, I kind of just appropriated it for music coming out of the southern part of Vermont. And uh, particularly music made by me and friends of mine. Um, we, we, I started this, uh, the Dirty South songwriting circle that happens in uh, Bellows Falls uh, once a month at this place called the Flatiron Cooperative. So it's kind of like a non-existent kind of uh, collective slash network of musicians and songwriters kind of that I'm trying to put together. Yeah. So the whole songwriting circle, you started it up. Mm -hmm. Do you um, kind of co-write songs together or do you assist other people in kind of their own No, art? it's, it's uh, like a songwriter's in the round. So there's me and two guests every month and uh, we just take turns playing our, our own songs. Oh, nice. For like an audience of people. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So everybody kind of gets their own spotlight yeah. rather than... Yeah, it's just kind of, it's like a regular show, but it's just a more mellow version of it. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, so another thing that you kind of reference, you know, the darkly comical themes. Um, is comedy sort of something that you were, you know, into? Yeah, actually, around the time I was trying to write fiction, I also tried stand-up comedy. I went to college here in, in the Burlington area and... The last year that I was here, I, I did stand-up comedy around town a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, comedy was always a big, big thing for me. Mm. And so you just released um, an album just in 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, would you say that these sort of, like, themes, comedy, um, aliens, all that, all are in your album? Can you kind of tell us about the inspirations for that particular project? Yeah, so um, Lovable Losers was an album I put out in January, and it... Um, the, the influence behind that was I'd recorded everything so far that I'd put out just in my room by myself with a laptop, and I wanted like somebody else to record it and make it a little bit nicer and use some better mics and stuff, and so I recorded that album at a friend of mine's house. But uh, yeah, uh, lyrically and thematically, it definitely draws on uh, what I was doing in the other albums, which is kind of telling stories about these kind of outcasted, marginalized figures. So. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. So the uh, recording process by yourself, you began that in 2020? Yes. Okay. That's when I first started putting it. I put out the first album was Queen of Wall Street, and I put it out in February of 2020. So why 2020? Is it anything to do with the pandemic? I know we have a lot of people that come in here that sort of, you know, that was like their time to really create. The first one was a, just a coincidence. It came out actually slightly before mm. the pandemic really took off. But I think because I put out four in 2020 and I think I probably would not have put out four if not for the pandemic right because I was just kind of like 
would, I would write some songs and then put an album out for something to do, and I'd get bored again and do another one. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. Since the restrictions have lightened up, I've released less music. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the um, previous albums from you know 2020, 2021, were mm-hmm. those all self-recorded then, or did yes. you also? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a preference for you know your setup at home versus kind of getting help in that area? Yeah, I really don't particularly like the recording process. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it very like frustrating to play the same song over and over again, and and uh, I don't really have a good, I'm not really good at like figuring out how to do things like with sound and with the computer, and I'm not super savvy with that stuff. So my home recordings were I just had like a really cheap music software on the computer, and I would just hit play on the computer and play the song, and uh, sometimes I would do two takes, sometimes I would just do one because I just I don't know I'm really lazy. So I think I like to do it that way better. But it was fun to have someone else help me with the recordings, and that was nice too. So mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how I'm going to do in the future. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it can be overwhelming to have to, like, navigate all of the technology. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, we would love to hear another song. So yeah. Could I get some water? There's a song I actually co-wrote with a um, singer-songwriter from Saratoga, New York, named Clinton Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And I uh, hadn't met him when we co-wrote it. We co-wrote it over a Facebook Messenger. I hadn't met him in person yet. I did meet him in person last weekend. We played a show together. Uh, He has a band over in Saratoga called Brain Medicine. The song is called Can't Live Anywhere. Can't live in the city Cause I ain't got the money I hate driving in traffic and Think all the wrong stuff's funny Can't live in I hate working Bearing all those burdens I'd rather be sure Can't live alone Or else would be blue But if we moved in together I'm sure I'd grow to hate you And you'd grow to hate me Wouldn't want me there Oh, man Snakeskin boots to town Can't live by the cornfield My kid lost Started making crop circles In the shape of the hole over Facebook Messenger, that is a pretty unique experience, I would say. Um, can you kind of take us through that? How did that work out? Yeah, so I did. I was part of this thing called Sip and Stream that's run by these folks over in uh, upstate New York. And um, they stream videos of, of people's songs 
um, like on a live stream and people can watch it. And uh, one of my videos, a video of a song of mine was on there. And then I got a, a Facebook message from this guy who had seen it and he really liked it. And then I listened to his stuff and liked it. And then we just started talking over Facebook Messenger and uh, decided to collaborate. We have kind of similar senses of humor and our music is very similar. So, yeah, it was just kind of a, a match kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. And he said we should collaborate sometimes. Then on the way to work the next day, I came up with an idea for a song. So, Well, perfect. <laughs> um, do you kind of have a preference? Do you enjoy co-writing with other people? Have you done that in the past? Or are you usually more kind of a solo writer? I'm usually more of a solo writer, but I've co-written a few songs, and they're all really fun. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's something I'm open to. Yeah. I do enjoy it. What is sort of the... Uh, I guess the process of, you know, coming up with songs and writing songs for you, do you have a certain process that you go by or like what comes first to you? Yeah, I usually have a line for the song and then it's usually the first line or I have an idea of a character and then from the character I kind of get an idea of a line and then the rest of the lyrics kind of come tumbling from that first line, usually. Mm. And, you know, sometimes it's harder to like put it together, sometimes it comes really fast, but... Usually if I get like a good first line, the rest of the song kind of comes relatively quickly. Do you tend to write the full lyrics before adding instrumentation? Uh, it's usually the first line has kind of a melody that it comes with, just mm -hmm. sort of in my head, and then I'll figure out the, the chords for it, and then I'll write the rest of the lyrics. So it's lyrics, music, then lyrics again. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. So when did you start writing music? I wrote my first song in when I was in college, which was... Um, a few years ago. Um, I think it was like 2014 or 15 maybe when I wrote the first one. But I only wrote like a few over like that five, six year period. And then like in 2019, towards the end, it really started to pick up. Yeah. So would you say the writing process is sort of, in a way, kind of like newer to you? Were you playing instruments before sort of writing your own stuff? No, I... I didn't really, I played a little bit of guitar. I knew some very basic things. Um, I still only really know some very basic things. But no, the writing definitely was the first thing. And mm -hmm. like, as I said before, I was writing stories and trying to do comedy. And I did theater when I was in school. And kind of songwriting was just the one that I eventually found was the one that worked. That was the good fit for me. So, Yeah. Do you kind of have a story behind, you know, discovering that talent that you had for the first time? Um, yeah. I guess, so I had a... A friend of mine got me and him a gig opening for a band that had friends of his for like a Christmas show and he knew that I played guitar and sang and he did too. So we were just going to play like Christmas covers and this was Christmas of 2019 and uh, then he thought, he asked if I wanted to write a song with him and we kind of, you know, I'd written, like I said, I'd written songs before but not many and not many that I liked and we sat down and wrote it together and it just, you know, it came out really quickly and I liked it. And it was like, it was funny and silly and, and uh, yeah, it just kind of opened up something in me of like, oh, I could write, then maybe this is how I should be writing songs. Like this is a way that could work for me. Yeah, totally. So in terms of where you're at with your writing right now, are you working on new stuff? Or are you kind of focusing on, you know, playing and perfecting what you've just released? Yeah, I, I kind of like almost, I think because I put out so much stuff in 2020, I'm almost like a self-conscious if I only put out like one album in a year or something I almost like kind of feel like I should be writing more stuff but I haven't been writing more stuff I've been playing out a lot and focusing on that mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe towards the end of the year I might like shut the playing out down for a little bit and focus on trying to write some more stuff but I'm not sure yeah do the songs sort of I mean can you sometimes like focus and dedicate the time and write a song or do they kind of come to you more sporadically 
Yeah, usually they'll come like in a chunk mm-hmm. and it's a time when I, I kind of have to sit down and, and make myself do it. Yeah. Well, usually that's, that's how they come out the best. They come in like a group over a relatively short period of time. Nice, yeah. After like not writing them for a while. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I feel like the process is, you know, different for different artists and how, you know, the, the inspirations come to them. So very interesting. Um, all right. Well, we would love to hear another song. So what have you got for us? Um, so play this one. Uh, this is a song about uh, like living a certain kind of lifestyle and uh, realizing maybe in like a flash of insight that you can't go on like that anymore. Uh, it's kind of loosely based on uh, things that me and my friends did in high school. It's called a weird night. Sleep in a blind man's arms. It was a weird night. Woke up next to a mastiff dog. It was a weird night. There were cigarettes and the birthday cake. Two men came to take Joey away and were sitting at a diner at 5 a.m. hoping that he's alright. It was a weird night. It was a weird night. Got two less teeth, two new tats. It was a weird night. Guy with a red hat, guy with a blue hat, got into a fist fight. Tom took a trip out to outer space, and then he tried to rip all the skin from his face. And if we hadn't tied his wrist up, he might have scratched away his eyesight. It was a weird night. Weird night. Spent the night in the laundry mat with her clothes all wet with rain. Wondering why each night turns out the same. Could really use some Chinese food or really any food at all. I gotta get my act together. I gotta get my act together. Well, the night that you left and you didn't come back. Thank you. So, I mean, you obviously have this great, you know, storytelling aspect, as we've said. Have you thought about at all, have you done any music videos or thought about doing anything of the sort? Yeah, um, I've kind of thought about making music videos, but it, uh, I don't know. I've never had, like, a great idea for one that really made me want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the song Can't Live Anywhere has a music video that my friend Clinton made, and he makes music videos really interesting where he, like, cuts up old stock footage 
in like old public domain footage and like puts together like a little kind of video collage of it. And I think that's a really cool idea, but I don't want to steal his idea, obviously. But I don't know. I gotta. I would have to come up with my own interesting way to do it, I mm. guess. Have you thought at all about doing any anything of the sort for the whole Lovable Losers album? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I think by the time I put something together, I'd be wanting to like focus on some new music. I kind of have like a short attention span, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it would have been cool, a cool thing to do, but I just haven't had any great ideas for one yet. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of take us through, um, like, why the name Lovable Losers, and how did you decide which songs to choose for your latest project? Um, yeah, so Lovable Losers is a kind of, I don't know, it, it sums up the kind of characters I tend to write about. They tend to be people that are not winning at life, um, people that are struggling, and... Um, and it's kind of it's taken kind of from the uh, Billy Joe Shaver song "Honky Tonk Heroes." He has the line, "Lovable losers, no account boozers, and honky tonk heroes like me." So I kind of stole it from there. And uh, those are just kind of the newest batch of songs. It wasn't like any, uh, there wasn't any much else in terms of choosing those ones. They were just the newest ones. Mm -hmm. Do you find that like almost all of the songs that you write have a particular character to them? Um, yeah, there's definitely similarities. Like, I tend to revisit a lot of topics. Mm -hmm. Oh, do you mean, like, each song has its own character? I mean, either way. Either like, way you wanted to take the question. Yeah, I mean, I like to try to write from character. I don't really write super autobiographical. Or mm -hmm. when I do, it's more like a jumping-off point. And then I like to sort of bring in, like, a kind of fictionalized elements as well to mix in there. Yeah. So maybe, like, repeated themes, but not necessarily repeated characters in and of themselves. Yeah, I have a couple of songs where, like, a character will come back from another one. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of interested in doing that, but yeah. I haven't done it a lot. Yeah. So you also mentioned that you've been, you know, playing these songs around. Um, how have how has it been finding gigs? Um, what has that been like for you? Yeah, it seems like almost impossible at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's, it's picked up quite a bit recently. Um, I travel around a lot. I live in like a very rural area, so I have to kind of drive all over the place to get to various gigs, you know, so I play up here, um, in Burlington. I've played a show in Boston. I played in Saratoga. I played in Northampton, Mass. And it's been good. Like I said, it's been picking up quite a bit. Nice. So what is your, um, performance background specifically? Like how long have you been kind of doing what you're doing and playing around? Uh, I've only been playing these songs live or any of my songs live for about a year, a little under a year. Mm -hmm. Any, um, you know, gigs coming up that we should know about or dream place that you would like to play? Yeah, I have some gigs coming up actually in this area. Um, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after July 1st, I'm going to be playing at Radio Bean. And then um, the next Wednesday, I think it's the 6th, I'm going to be at, or maybe it's the 4th. I'm going to be at uh, Bent Nails Bistro in Montpelier. Gotcha. And so how do you kind of like go, route, go about booking these? Do you kind of like reach out to these places? Yeah, I just reach out to places. But recently, actually, places have reached out to me, which is kind of cool. Like a couple of places have, have hit me up. Yeah, definitely. And uh, offered me things, which is a really nice yeah. kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. Do you kind of plan on staying in the... Uh, the New England area to continue playing? Do you have any aspirations to sort of go elsewhere? Yeah, I think I'm going to stay living where I'm living and just kind of, you know, tour, drive around where I need to go. Mm -hmm. Did you say that you were um, born in Vermont or you went to college here? 
Yeah, I was born in southern Vermont in Bellows Falls, where I live now, actually. Gotcha. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I went to college up here in, uh, at St. Michael's in uh, Colchester. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, do you feel like, uh, you know, the Vermont heritage plays into your songwriting at all? I don't know. I think the town that I grew up in definitely in- influences it. I think Bellows Falls is a, it's a very... Uh, kind of a kind of a rough little working class town, and uh, there's a lot of odd characters there, and uh, at least it seems to me there are, and uh, yeah, I think that had a big influence. But statewide, I'm not sure. Yeah, do you have any stories of um, like a particular person that inspired a song? One of the, the characters. Have you ever been inspired by, you know, something that you either like witnessed or someone you met? Yeah, let me think about a good example of that. Um, have a I have a song about that's very loosely based off this guy that used to work at a video rental store that I went to when I was in high school back in town, and his sort of dreams of being a hip hop artist. And I'm not sure what happened to that guy, but I sort of wrote a song and, and filled in like a future for him, hypothetical. Yeah, make like a Mad Lib for him. Just fill <laughs> yeah. in the I kind of the dots. I gave him like a happy ending of what I think he would want for a future. There you go. Just kind of putting that goodwill on the universe. Hopefully, it helped. Helped him in some way. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, yeah, so in terms of upcoming performances, you have two coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you plan on kind of setting aside some time for, you kind of said that you, you know, work at thinking up your music and writing it in specific time chunks. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee that happening soon? Yeah, I kind of have like October's in my head mm-hmm. as a time maybe, or November, December. Yeah. It's kind of a time to hunker down and write some stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you tend to have like a a timeline of like when you typically, you know, release things or write things? No, it's kind of just whenever it happens. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we would love to hear your next song. So what have you got? Sure. Um This is a song from an album I put out in 2020 called Free Couch, and the song is called Birds in the Attic.
Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So we always like to give the opportunity to sort of promote yourself. So if you could just let all of the listeners know where you're playing once again, and then all of the platforms we can find your music on, all of that jazz. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm uh, going to be playing in this area, um, not this weekend, but the next weekend. So July 1st, Friday, July 1st, I'm going to be at Radio Bean at 7 o'clock. And then I'm going to be at Bent Nails Bistro that next Wednesday and I'm on Pelier. And uh, yeah, Dylan Patrick Ward, and you can find me like every, everywhere, Bandcamp, Spotify, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. I'm on all of those platforms as Dylan Patrick Ward. Awesome. And if, you know, there was like one message or theme that you would want any listeners to get out of, you know, listening to your music, what would you say it would be? Oof. It's kind um, of a deep question, but... I guess uh, life is cruel, so uh, be kind. Yeah. A little corny, but... I like it. And be a lovable loser, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I mean, that kind of just made me think of another question. Do you have like a specific character that, I don't know, you maybe have like an attachment to more than others? I think it's so interesting that you have, you know, characters that you come up with. Is there one maybe with this release too that... Yeah, there's a song on this album called Rusty the Snowman, and it's kind of like the most popular song that I have. I should have played it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have some more time if you'd want to. Okay, I could play that one. Um, yeah, it's sort of my most popular song, and I think it's the best one, and it's my favorite of mine, and it's a character that I really relate to. It's just kind of like a existentially depressed snowman made out of slush from the road. I'll play it. It'll speak yeah. louder than Perfect. any of the words that I can say about it. <laughs> Go right ahead. Rusty the snowman is made out of slush In the yard by the side of the road An old Newport light but hung from his mouth Rocks were his eyes and his nose And the kids found a hat in the dumpster out back of the farm See on their way Put it on his head in the snowman He said life's a bitch and we all die alone Rusty the snowman smoked and he drank and Liked to watch court shows all day He said life is sick, just an old dirty trick That only a cruel god would play Thought it'd be nice just to be some ice, a puddle, and an old gray cloud. Dreamt of the day when he'd melt away and sink like rain into the ground. Christmas and New Year's had both gone by. So at Valentine's Day One little girl came to say her goodbyes With a sad little look on her face She said, Rusty, I know that you're a jerk But even so, I wish there was a way you could stay 
the snowman that's a very unique character do you kind of want to elaborate a little bit more on you know why that sure. particular song is so special to you i think it sort of encapsulates like what the worldview is of a lot of the songs where you have a character who's very kind of beaten down by life and he sort of finds something to make it worth continuing on you know something to kind of give him a reason to to live on despite the you know, the crueler parts of existence, so. Definitely. Well, I love that. Well, you can listen to Rusty the Snowman and the rest of the songs on Lovable Losers by Dylan Patrick Ward. And this has been Rocket Shop on 105.9 FM, The Radiator, W-O-M-M-L-P, Burlington. And next week we have Ben Collins and the Celestial Company. So stay tuned for that. I've been your host, Abby BK, and we hope you have a wonderful night. Good night. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. That was awesome. Thank you. So awesome.